Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about how you are way more intelligent than you think um, and how maybe the schooling system may have uh, put some programs or some limiting beliefs into your mind about how intelligent you really are. So a bit of an uh, interesting subject today. So uh, I'd like you to welcome my guest, Renee Mullen-Masters. How are you, Renee? I'm very well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to have you here. This is going to be a great subject today. So why don't we start first of all with your with your background and your story and how you got into doing this awesome work. Okay. Well, um, for me, school was a schizophrenic experience. And what I mean by that is one minute it was easy for me and one minute I didn't do very well. And when I was in second grade, my very best friend got moved to third grade um, because they said she was smarter than the rest of us. And then, when we were in college, or freshman year, we took a botany class together, and uh, it was taught experientially, and so uh, I got the A, and she got the C. And it just blew my brain. It was like, how in the world did that happen? And then, finally, I got a master's in speech pathology, and then I read Dr. Howard Gardner's work on the fact that all brains are different and brains need things that are different in order to learn. And as I was reading his work, it was like all the answers, all the questions that I had had all during school just got answered. And I began using, uh, I, I began using this um, process to uh, you know to, to help students and to help nursing students nationally and it, it just took off it was like everybody was saying oh my gosh why didn't somebody tell me this when I was in school and yeah. so here I am <laughs> I know isn't it interesting so what you're saying is that that we we are all a certain level of intelligence, but we just all learn in a different way. And as long as we can identify what what way that is for us, um, then you know we can be as intelligent as anybody else. Absolutely. Right. See, in school, there's only two types of learning styles that are honored. That's linguistic and logical. Okay. So if you don't happen to be you know intelligent in those areas, you feel like you're a stranger in a strange land. And you end up with this little voice inside, which I had, that said, oh, you know, you're not as smart as you think you are. And you, you function at a lower level. You, you achieve less than you should because you don't believe in yourself. But what, you know, they're, believe it or not, brains are more different than fingerprints. Now just think about that. Brains are more different than fingerprints. And in school, we think that everybody should fit into a mold. Well, it doesn't work that way. What happens is that two-thirds of us feel like we're left out. And it's not fair. It's discrimination. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, we, we pick up a lot of our programming and our beliefs about ourselves when we're younger. So if there is an incident or an experience that we have where we go, oh, we're not very good at, like, I, I actually stopped myself from saying I'm not very good at math. You know, because I'm like, well, the more I say it, the more I perpetuate that. Um, so, I mean, how many different learning styles are there or how many different ways can we, can we learn? Well, 
I like to think about them as brain talents. And Howard Gardner came up with seven. He has nine, but I only use the seven basic ones because they're the easiest to apply. And then also, we all process language differently. And some like to hear it, some like to read it, some like to read it and hear it at the same time. And if you're in an educational system, knowing this, where your preference is, is really important. But Gardner's seven different areas. The first is linguistic, which are people that really like words. Logical, they need sequential uh, presentation of information. Spatial, these, they need it simplified linguistically, but pictures and colors and maps really make sense to them. Uh, body kinesthetic, they like movement, uh, musical, they like the music part, the rhythm. They may not play an instrument, but they still have this music bend. Talented in knowing self, these people, um, as little kids, they really had a good sense about, you know, I know what I want to eat, I know what I want to do, I, I, they just have a sense about themselves. And they're experiential learners. And then the last one is talented in knowing others. And these are the actors. Uh, they, As children, they could tell whether somebody was safe or not safe. And they were uh, the mediators of arguments a lot. So, you know, that was, that was something that, um, where you can tell whether or not you have that talent. But what I bring to the table that is different is that you can take, once you know your brain talent, you can take any situation where information is coming at you, even if it doesn't line up with your talent, you can transform it so that it works for your brain. So in a sense, it empowers you to be intelligent no matter what. And for students, sometimes they think they can only learn when they have a good teacher. Well, that this changes the game completely. Yeah, because it's interesting that, because, you know, what I'm thinking of, like, okay, we've got these seven different styles of learning. I mean, as a teacher, how do you, how do you teach all seven styles? So what you're doing is empowering the student on how they can take a specific piece of information and then change it so that they learn it the way that they are, you know, best at learning. Exactly, and I think that that, you brought up a good point. I think the reason this hasn't um, really taken off in school, learning style, hasn't taken off in schools, is that teachers don't know how to use it. They've tried teaching to all the different styles and they know that it doesn't work. So um, this is a total different way of doing it and, and it truly is about empowering the student which is where they're the ones doing the learning. They should be empowered, in my opinion. I know, exactly. So what you're saying is it doesn't matter whether they're in primary school or high school or college or wherever they are, once they know how to, to change into, to basically decipher the information in the way that they learn, that they can, doesn't matter where they are or what they're learning, which is very cool. So, um, so tell me uh, some of the people that you've worked with. Like some of the, can you give me like an example of how someone has been able to change something into the style that they're used to learning? Okay. Well, let me tell you a success story first. There was a student who had to learn anatomy and physiology stuff, which is a lot of information. 
she was musical and she was body kinesthetic. So she put all the stuff that she had to learn on a tape. And then what she did is she um, listened to uh, that information uh, while she played the piano. So she was doing musical and body kinesthetic. One time through, she had her mom test her. She knew the information cold. She went to the test and she passed the test. A week later, she still knew the, the information. And anatomy and physiology is very detailed information. So she learned it. She didn't memorize it. Now, as far as changing a learning situation, what happens is if you change a learning situation, um, what happens and how you do this is, um, let's say that I'm a logical learner. And I like sequential. First this, then this, and then this, and then this. And let's say that you have a teacher who is linguistic. And what linguistic teachers do is they tell, they go to the main heading, and then they go off on tangents and tell stories. And what happens to the logical learner is they get lost because it's not sequential. So what we have them do is we have them get separate pieces of paper, and put the major headings of where the lecture is going to go that day on these separate pieces of paper. And when the teacher starts talking about a heading, they start taking notes. And when the teacher goes off on a tangent, they don't panic because they know eventually they'll come back. And when they talk about another heading, they find that piece of paper where that heading is, and they start taking notes again. So when they're finished, they have all the entire lecture outlined and organized in a sequential manner. Yeah, you so, just so uh, the other interesting point you brought up is that you can be a combination of different styles of learning as well. Exactly. I mean, we're not just one note. <laughs> we have many notes and we have many talents. And when you take the two self evaluations, which are which are in my book and my online training you uh, only focus on your strengths. You don't worry about your weaknesses. Your weaknesses are there, so what? Focus on your strengths. That's, you, can, you can hit a home run with your strengths. Yeah, because you know, I'm, I'm definitely, when you're talking about the different styles, I'm like, I'm definitely, I have to have the sequential thing. And so if I'm in a seminar and someone starts to tell a story, um, you know, they're kind of, you know, that maybe proves that point that they're trying to make, I get completely lost. I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? Because I need to have the, oh, I'm, I'm like that. But then I also, I think I'm partly musical because, you know, I always joke about how one of my stupid human tricks is that um, I only have to hear a song maybe once or twice and I already start to, I know the lyrics. Yes. You know, so I pick up things with music as well, which is really interesting. So if I was to, um, to, to learn something with audio but have, you know, while I'm, you know, listening to music, you know, it's probably it's a little bit like our mind movies where you, you know, you have your affirmations and your photos, but you combine music with it. It helps you to retain that information more. Would that be right? Yeah, for you. But that wouldn't work for everybody. And and obviously you have a very musical mind and you could really take that to the bank and make all kinds of jingles and make up your own songs and do all kinds of crazy things. And that stuff would just be flying into long-term memory. You'd never forget it. And you probably don't forget songs, I would imagine. 
No, so and it blows my mind. Like I can hear a song that I haven't heard for 25 years and still remember the lyrics. I'm like, how does that work? Obviously, See, the way it's perfect. It's a, it's a perfect example. It's in long-term memory. And so what's really exciting is that when something goes into long-term memory, it associates with everything else you know about that subject matter. And a chemical reaction happens. So it literally changes the way you think and you can begin to come up with new and innovative ideas and think outside the box. So it's fabulous. It's really a new way. And what's happened in schools, and that's not just in the United States, it's all over the world. We have abandoned our love of learning. And what we embrace in school is memorizing. And if you go to my website, there's a blog that talks about the difference between learning and memorizing. The difference is huge, and the impact on our young people is huge. And we need to start asking our kids, do you know how to learn? Yeah, awesome. So um, on that note, Renee, if people want to find out about your course or the, you know, your book or anything that you have, where can we send them? Where is your website? Okay, my website is www.youaresmarterthanyouthink.com. <laughs> and you go to that website. There's two free downloads. One is um, mistakes parents never want to make when sending their ch children to college. And the other is living your life without knowing your brain talents is disastrous. And so those are two free downloads. Check out the videos. You can see a trailer of my online training. You can read chapters of the book. Um, you can order everything there. You can contact me. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's full of information. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks, Renee. I knew today's show was going to be very interesting, and um, you definitely uh, shared some amazing information that I've even learned about myself now, which is awesome. So thanks again for joining me. Great. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Thanks, Renee. Now, guys, I encourage you to share this video. Get the word out there. Uh, you can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. Uh, also, download the app if you haven't done so already so you can watch the shows on the go. And make sure that you leave your email in the box on this page so I can send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. It's actually valued at $87, and I would love to send it to you for free. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.